Well, welcome back, guys. We had a brief hiatus as someone went to Cuba. Cuba. Is that the... I wish we had cameras in here. All right, calm down. This is Jess. Welcome to Not Carrie Bradshaw, the podcast. I'm here with my lovely co-host. Laureen. All right. (laughs) I was trying to go along with the the Cuba shit. Okay, Nikki Lauren. Thank you. How was Cuba? Cuba was a lot, man. It was cool. It was nice to be there, but I was ready to go. Really? Yeah, like I only needed like two days. It was hot as hell. The food was not that great, (gasps) um, which was sad. And there's no air. There's no Wi-Fi. Um, It's literally like 1972. Which is what we kind of expect from... From Cuba. You kind of knew that going into it, right? Yeah, I kind of knew it. I did a good deed. This lady, I kept seeing this lady on the street. And she was like, oh, I love your earrings. I love your earrings. Her English was very good. And so she was like, she had like playful banter. And then the last time I saw her, she's like, can I please have your earrings? They're so cute. I'm like, girl, you can't have my earrings. These are my good earrings. And she's like, come on. I said, you need to come to America and get your own, jokingly. And she was like, I can't come to America. And I was like, oh, fuck. I forgot. I am so sorry. I was like, you know what? Just for that, because that's a real ass statement. Take these earrings. She was like, you can get some more. I was like, you're right. You are right. And these joints was $4. I was about to say, I know how much you paid for those. And I know that you could just go cop another pair. Yeah. So I gave her my earrings. She was so happy. She brought me some ice cream. She was like, let me get this ice cream for you. Because then we saw her again. We were looking for ice cream. And she was like, I got you. Come on. Come on. And I was like, thank you. So that was cool. Well, you have a great tan and you had a great cultural experience. I did. I still feel like you're a very fancy person who needs to be in fancy places to like fully enjoy yourself. You're more a French Riviera type of girl. Yeah, I like a real vacation. Like, uh, well, let me not say that. I don't want to sound like I'm like just crazy. There are two types of vacations. There's, you know, a relaxing vacation, and then there are, like, cultural experiences. So that was a cultural experience. But see, I feel like you like to have a little bit of both. When you guys, where did you and Revae go? We went to Guatemala. Guatemala. And wasn't that, like, a little bit of both? Guatemala, even though it's a poor country, it was not like Cuba. Oh. No, like, they at least they had Wi-Fi, they had air, like, it, the food was amazing. So that's what I'm saying. You had both. You had a cultural experience, and you had some, like, home-like amenities, like, yeah. to balance it out. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Mm. So, on a scale from 1 to 10, what do you give Cuba? A 5. Dang. I'm still go. You should go. I only go for two days, though. Oh, I wasn't g- going to, like, move there. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm saying, like, I was there for four days, I think. Yeah, I feel I like you were there for a while. All right. So, I'm going to go. So, I'm pack it up. Well, either way, your tan looks great. Thank you. And the pictures were great. Thank you. And they weren't extra. I really hate when people go on vacations and they just overdo it with mm-hmm. the the documentation of it it's almost like well honey did you really enjoy this if you were taking all these pictures and videos exactly and that's why i told somebody i was like yo these people been frightened coming back from cuba posting on instagram i'm like this ain't nothing like what they are portraying fair but that's that anywho well i'm glad to have you back friend thank you um 
we're glad to be back with you guys. We are going to be doing an Insecure Season 2 wrap-up. I'm excited. I fully enjoyed this season. Me too. I was surprised. I was seeing people, of course, mostly guys, um, on Facebook saying that they really hated this season, that the show kind of went down. That's because... They thought Lawrence was gonna like have some serious like fuck boy comeback again, right? They, that probably they is what it was. To see more of that fuck boy shit, right? No, that that probably is what it is. I didn't care to get into a social argument with them over it, mm-hmm. so I was just kind of like reading the comments, and it was just like it's funny how quickly this show went down, and it's like whenever you start to see female characters get empowered. Of course, some niggas gonna come out the woodwork like, this is awful. Yeah. yeah. So let's jump right in. We're gonna discuss the main characters first, and then we'll loop it all back around and talk about the finale. So let's do it. First up is Molly. Oh, Molly. I like (laughs) Molly. She's so pretty. She is. Fashionable. Like, she has style. Like, she can wear her clothes, unlike a notori. Don't talk about that. That makes me so sad. So we have a thing about Naturi Naughton on Power. Love her. She just ain't got no style. Love her down, but it's like no matter what they put her in, that girl just never fully looks like she owns a look. Even in real life, it's like something here is missing. Mm -hmm. And there's another celebrity who I feel like does that, but I don't want to like fully call them out. Stop doing that. I know. Okay. So... Uh, I feel like I'm going to get ripped apart for this, but I'm going to just come out and say it. I feel like Angela Simmons just does not carry a lot of the looks they put her in very well. It's like she doesn't fully have the personality for it. And a lot of times I look like she's just putting on Mm -hmm. what someone laid out for her. And it doesn't look like she owns the look. Okay, so I kind of get where you're coming from, but I don't think it's as bad as Notori. No, 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 no. I carry a look, but I feel like... With Angela Simmons, she just doesn't have her own style. Right. Okay. Okay, fair. Yeah. So two two different like, things. It's like, oh, like, she saw Tracy Ellis Ross with this on, so she's going to put the same thing on. It's just like, no, you can't pull off her That's what look. it is. It's like, I feel like Angela dresses off the mannequin. Yeah. yeah. And it's very obvious. But anyway, um... To bring it back to what we're here for. So, I do adore Molly's style. Mm-hmm. Even in real life, I just, I absolutely adore her. This season, the character development, I was really happy with. Mm-hmm. Um, we got to see some of her family life. We got to see where she got her ideas about what marriage is supposed to be um, from her parents. And then we also saw that kind of shattered when she learned that there was an infidelity in her parents' relationship. And that really kind of colored the way she started to approach relationships as well. It's almost like she kind of gave up. Yeah. We got to see her navigating the workplace as a black woman who's a lawyer in a predominantly white white male field. Mm -hmm. And we also saw her make very questionable dating decisions. Terrible. You know what? Let's just call it what it is. Call a spade a spade. Mm -hmm. You're right. So what are your thoughts? So I enjoyed Molly this season only because I'm, it's so funny because she's still a virgin, right? 
In real life, in yeah. In real life, she's still a virgin. So the sex scenes are like, girl, what? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know that there are really guys out there who don't believe that she's a virgin because they're like, she does the sex scenes too well. And I'm like, grow up. That's what a lot of dudes don't realize is that it's a lot of women faking with them too, but we ain't going to talk about that. Oh, Go ahead. Talk about that. Okay. Um, yeah. So I, I enjoy Molly. I really like the career uh, scenes, like, because I feel like it's so relatable, especially for me. A lot of times I've been in situations where like, I'm the only black girl in my firm and firm, like I'm an attorney. I love that you say firm. Just, you know what? Speak it as if it is so. Um, yeah. Like my most recent position, I was like the only black girl there. So it was kind of awkward. It wasn't like authentic and genuine conversations. And so I could appreciate that. I definitely related to those things. As far as dating, let's just hop right into it. She was wrong for fucking her friend and she's still messing around with him. And I don't like it. I'm going to say the biggest problem for me with that, a, a couple of things. First of all, I don't know that Dro is actually in an open marriage because of the way that they were behaving at the dinner scene. Mm -hmm. It kind of seemed like, well, if y'all are like open, what exactly are the rules with regard to how you treat other people? Because he was treating Molly not even as if they were still friends, like they're childhood friends. He wasn't even treating her with that regard. He was, it was like, oh, I don't, I kind of don't know you. I don't, you know, it was very awkward. And then you're the way that he handled her I felt like was confusing don't treat her like she's a girlfriend you know what I mean this is something that's basically for you as a married man who's in an open relationship it's supposed to be kind of like purely physical but you're handling her in the manner of a boyfriend which I think very much confused her feelings but then you screw her in a bathroom like 50 feet away from your wife that was just, like that scene was a little bit upsetting for me and it was just like Molly no what are you doing Molly, no. that's why I said at the end when he when she opened the door I just knew she was getting dressed for L'Oreal I so wanted she that to happen boy, like, oh. oh he got a beard that's cute <laughs> <laughs> I love that Issa said that it's like you know what let's highlight the positive I was thinking it but she said it <laughs> <laughs> I think L'Oreal is cute or maybe I just like his personality. I like his personality. I think he's super funny. Uh, but off rip, like if I saw him walking down the street, I would be like, oh, I'm trying to holler. No, that's fair. Um, but then also there was like a a pleasant surprise to see Sterling K. Brown there. I love Sterling K. Brown. He's As do I. He's a phenomenal thespian. Let's just talk about that. He's a national treasure. He is. I love him. He's such a breath of fresh air. And I wanted Molly to give him a chance because he he was like the perfect guy for her in the situation. So let's talk about that. I feel like her thing was that he was a good guy for her on paper, right? Mm -hmm. But a lot of times people can be good for you on paper, but you don't feel that spark. There's no chemistry. And yeah, there's no chemistry there. And I feel like from the outside looking in as viewers, we're like rooting for him. Like, girl, you are so stupid. Why won't you be with him? But In real life, how many times has there been a guy who Mm -hmm. on paper made sense, but it was just like, "Mm, I don't really feel it for him. And I don't think that you should settle for a guy like that because ultimately that guy deserves to be with someone who's really into Mm -hmm. him as well. So who really are you doing favors for? And I was kind of wondering, like, what were we as viewers supposed to glean from those relationships that these are really great guys who are much more available 
especially emotionally than Dro, but she's, she's not, not into it. Yeah. I thought that that was a very interesting dynamic just to see kind of play out. It was very relatable. Hell, don't nobody have the answers after watching this show. I know. Well, my answer is, bitch, you need to be by yourself. I don't think That's always me. my solution. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm always like, girl, you need to take some time. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm always like, oh, you got some work to do on yourself and you should really probably not be with anybody. I mean, that's a fair assessment. Like, that's fair to like say like, okay, I do have work. That's fine. But I just think you just got to go with the flow. Like, n- no one has the answers, right? And like, if you kind of... Okay. Go into a shell all okay. the time, then maybe you will never have anyone. No, that's fair, but all things being held constant, looking at this situation, uh-huh. you think that Dro is a good idea? No, I hate him and I hate his mouth. Oh my God, right? I, I It was so distracting for me. It's like this. It's so distracting. And I wonder, I'm wondering why they cast him because, like, Maybe that's why. Maybe they were like, oh, we don't, we need somebody that has some type of appeal, but that's not too fine. Oh, right. That was probably like very intentional. Like he's not this super fine ass. Yeah. Um, what's Bay from Queen Sugar? He's Kofi. Not Kofi. Right. He's not so it's not, you know what? Maybe that's what it is that it's not a full Something's physical. Yeah. yeah. It's not just like I'm super physically. That's who she has the chemistry with, but that's not the person she should be with because he's taken and not just taken in the sense of him being married. He's not emotionally fully available to you in the way that she wants. In the way that she wants. And it's like, I feel like after seeing that her parents' marriage wasn't what she thought it was, she just was like, well, fuck it. None of this shit is real, so I'm just going to settle for whatever I can get. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think a lot of times we all do that. It's just like we feel empowered and we're like, oh, you know what? I'm going to try something new. But then new gets boring and you start drinking or some shit. This, this is a hypothetical. You start drinking. You start drinking. You know what? I'm going to go back to what feels good. That's the thing. You always will end up kind of going back to what feels comfortable. I think that that's what she did. I think that's a huge part of why girls stick around in bad or guys to mm-hmm. stick around in bad relationships because of the level of comfort there. And that's not something that can be easily replaced. Like a it's familiarity. Like a Sometimes. Ooh, don't talk about a soul tie. Triggered. <laughs> um, but message. I, right, message. I think that the familiarity plays a huge factor in it. I know that for me personally, familiarity plays a huge role because I maybe I watch too much TV, mm-hmm. but I am skeptical of a lot of guys who I, d- I fully don't know. I 100% don't know you. Like, if you died, I wouldn't know that you died because I don't know anyone else that you know. Like, I've just met you. And I think that I dated someone like that for the first time. What was that, like, last year? Mm-hmm. And I found it to be really weird. And I told him one day, like, if something happened to you, I literally wouldn't know. Because he wasn't even on social media. So I'm like, mm. how would I know if something happened to you? Yeah. Like, this is really bizarre, especially coming from Atlanta where everybody knows everybody in some capacity. And you can get the tea on somebody in some it's manner. Like it's, it's like hot tea off the press. Right? <laughs> it's like you go to work with them thumbs. Like, you know this person? Yeah. What, what he about? Like, mm-hmm. who he, you know, somebody he's talked to? Who is people? Right. What high school he went to? Like, you can get the tea on somebody, and it's very different to talk to someone who you fully don't know. And it's a little bit 
that that familiarity plays just a huge factor. Yeah. Another thing, just to circle back to the career thing, I really like that they showed that she went into that negotiation for a raise or a promotion, being able to fully quantify what she'd done for the company, but Mm -hmm. still being shut down. And I feel like we live in this age where people are, women are being told to lean in and to be bold. And if you ask, you'll receive and all this and that. But sometimes, and I'm pretty sure because she was, she's a black woman, you go into a situation being able to say, this is the amount of money that I've saved this company. This is what I've done. And you can lay it out and you can still be shut down. Yeah, that's, that's unfortunate, but I don't think that People should get discouraged by that. No. There is a really great resource called Ladies Get Paid on Facebook. Y'all need to join it. Um, but Lacey and I, Lacey's my sister, we went to one of their seminars. And the one that we went to was specifically about asking for a raise. And so the way that they laid it out, it was just, it was perfect. It was beautiful, right? So I use it every time I get a new job and it's been working. But the lady was like, you may not get it the first time you ask, but keep going. Like, don't ever give up because they're going to eventually give it to you. And she said, women should always add 10K on top of what they want. So okay. if you make 85 and you feel like, oh, I really need 90 just to, you know, sustain my life, ask for 95. Okay. Look at you giving tips. Come through career advice. Yeah. So... Ladies, don't get discouraged. But that is a very good point. Like, I did like how she went in there and she was very, like, straight Confident. She was very confident. Yeah. Yeah, that made me happy, especially because I know being a black woman, you're always kind of cognizant of not coming off as aggressive, but you want to assert yourself. You want to be confident, but it's so easy for people to perceive us as being aggressive. And it's like, I'm not aggressive. I'm just certain, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I enjoyed Molly this season. Of course, I enjoyed her fashion. I enjoyed her fashion, too. I think we need to shout out our homegirl, Derricka. Hey, Derricka! Washington, wardrobe stylist, who um, worked a little bit on that show, who is fabulous. Um, So, yeah. And who has a very great apartment and who will make you um, buffalo cauliflower (laughs) bites because I will not call them wings. They were delightful. Um, If you're listening, we want more. Yeah, invite us over again, girl. We know you back from the West Coast. We ain't going to talk about it right now. Um, So that's it for Molly. And um, now we're from our sponsor. Hi, this is Karen Pulowski, founder of the Sit Your Ass Down Dating Service, where we specialize in helping you to realize you are not qualified to date human people. Our unique process features a questionnaire wherein we assess just how much you need to sit your ass down. Are you struggling to pay your rent on time? Do you have unresolved issues from a previous relationship? Are you emotionally distressed? Do you hide your car in a local garage to avoid repossession? If you've answered yes to one or more of these questions, it's time for you to sit your ass down. So give us a call today at 555-6969 to schedule your free assessment. So welcome back, everybody. We hope you enjoyed that word from our sponsors. Yeah, that was a a really good um, advertisement. I think so as well. Um, I'm excited about what they're going to do out here in the world, changing lives. So now we're back. We want to discuss Lawrence. Lawrence Hive. Are anyway, you part of the Lawrence Hive? I was. You were. But you see how dudes will deceive you? 
So basically, this season, we saw Lawrence turn into a fuckboy. And I have to say that the hero of this entire season for me has been Tasha. Mm -hmm. Because she fully called him to task when she said, you a fuck nigga. And even worse, you a fuck nigga who thinks that he's a good nigga. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's the vast majority of a lot of guys that I know these days. Most guys will not just admit that they're trash. Do they not know or do they not want to admit? I think it's really hard to self-analyze sometimes. So a a lot of times they can get away with things because no one's never called them on it. And they know, like, you know when you fucking up some shit. Like, you know when you're wrong, but you suppress those feelings. Yeah, because you have some sort of selfish need that you are fulfilling at the expense Mm -hmm. of someone else's life. Which is terrible, but you know what? Karma's a bitch. Karma is also a mirror, is what I was told. Anyway, um, so this season, we saw Lawrence finally get his tech job. Which I was proud. Well, then the app that he was working on for like four years didn't even come to fruition. Well, listen, um... Steve Jobs, you know, there's so many people. Hey, tech culture teaches fail and fail again, fail as often as possible. So no tea, no shade, but it was really kind of entertaining to see him. It's like, this is what Issa was supporting you for, Mm -hmm. for so many years. And then it still didn't work. Well, I'm just happy he got an office space. Well, yeah, but I also have to say that I was having a conversation with a guy friend of mine who listened to our podcast and we started having a really good conversation. And he was saying like how as a man, you kind of it's very difficult to commit when you haven't met up to your own expectations and you want to be a provider, but you're not there. Mm -hmm. And I thought that that was very interesting that they kind of showed that. I wonder that if that on some level played into the way that he treated Tasha and the way that he treated Aparna. I have to say, I found it very interesting. And Ravey and I had this conversation as well. You have to tell people who Ravey is. Ravey is our good friend. She's a writer. For Are we allowed to say who she writes for? Yeah. Uh, she writes for Bossip. Hey, Ravey, bae, we love you. Um, which I like as. So we were having a conversation about the fact that he seemed much more comfortable taking Aparna to an intimate friend's like birthday dinner, mm-hmm. he was much more comfortable doing that than he was going to Tasha's family event and they had been dating for months. From what we gather, it seemed like him and Aparna had only kind of, sort of, been hinting at dating for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. But he felt comfortable enough to bring her, but not comfortable enough to stick around for Tasha's family and he actually seemed really kind of uncomfortable at a black event did you notice that I did notice that but it's funny you said that now I didn't make that connection while I was watching the finale last night I didn't think about that but that's a very good point yeah it's like what you have to wonder what was so special or you know, unique about Aparna that you just really kind of started seeing her. She was already dating someone in your office. And well, could it have been that maybe she was a little bit more refined than Tasha? Tasha wasn't as refined. And and good point. Tasha wasn't as refined. So is that maybe why he wasn't comfortable at the family event? Because they weren't refined? 
I don't know why he was tripping on that side of blackness. Like, he ain't got no Pookie and Ray Ray's in his family. That's what I'm saying. Like, you are portrayed as a guy from Inglewood. Like, yeah, I was just a little bit taken aback and almost kind of like disappointed at the fact that he seemed like he was in culture shock when he was at Tasha's family's thing. Maybe he genuinely just didn't want to be there because he deep down inside didn't like Tasha. So let's discuss that. Number one, if you're not in a committed relationship with a guy, should you be inviting him to a family outing? And number two, if he didn't want to go, he shouldn't have said he was going to go. Well, nigga's scary, number one. We know that for a fact. Two, I think a lot of this had to do with Tasha. Like, she brought a lot of this on herself. Oh, okay, talk about yeah, it. Talk about it. I feel like she didn't ask the the proper questions in the beginning. They started off fucking, then she got in her feelings, and then she expected so much from Lawrence and they didn't even have like a real conversation. And even when she tried to have a conversation with him or try to like hint towards something, he kind of deaded it. He always like just Well, no, 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 no. Let's let's acknowledge the fact that when he slept with Issa and he confessed to her that he slept with Issa, she let it go. He's the one who came back. He did come back around and she shouldn't have let him he, come yeah, back. He, he came back and she was like, but I'm not going to, but I'm not going to put that all on her. I, I think that they are both at fault here. No, they're both at fault, but I'm saying it's not all on Lauren. No, 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 no. I don't think it's all on her, all on him. I think both parties are, um, at fault for what occurred between them. But I just think that he was emotionally irresponsible for, Spending so much time with her. He he spent a significant amount of time with her. And that's kind of an issue that I have with guys. If you don't want to commit, if you don't want to be a boyfriend, don't do boyfriend things. If you want to be out here, just be out here. Like, don't. You can't straddle the fence. See, and I I don't know that guys, and maybe even some girls, I don't think they know how to play their part. If you want to just be out here, and when I when we say out here... Like, you just want to fuck or you just want to... You don't want to be committed. Right. Is what I mean when I right. say out here. I don't think people understand how to do that because their feelings and their emotional emotions um, get involved. So it's very hard to decipher what's what. It's, and, I, and I recognize that uh-huh. that's maybe a human flaw. But yeah, if, yeah. But we if, all do it. Yeah, but if that's a flaw, then at least don't be so selfish as to not say, this is where I am with this. Mm-hmm. You don't lead a person. I have a homeboy who he will very clearly verbally tell a girl, I don't want a relationship, but he will do every boyfriend thing in the book. He will randomly send the girl flowers. He will pick her up and take her out on dates. Mm-hmm. He will do the absolute most. And then when she gets emotionally invested... Then he's confused because he's like, well, I told you I didn't want to be in a relationship. And it's like, well, yeah, just because you say it, mm-hmm. you either way, even if you're saying something very harsh, your actions still have to match that. And his thing is, well, I'm not a mean guy. And it's like, you might not be mean, but you're doing fucked up shit. Yeah. So that's the whole thing. It circles back to. So let me ask you this. So if you were a girl dating your homeboy, whoever the guy is. And he was like sending you flowers and in having this conversation, like if this happened tomorrow, he was sending you flowers. But he was like, listen, we who, but I want to like get locked down. What do you accept these things? Like, what do you, what does someone do in this situation? 
Well, that's the thing, because even if you as a woman say, "Okay, well, this isn't like a real person who I can be with. I'm just going to, you know, ride it out for whatever it is. You still expect some level of maturity, I feel like. I think now, listen, we've said this before and I'll say it again. It has been a minute since we have been in committed relationships. It has been a minute. But this is just my logic right now in this space. I don't know what's going to happen if I meet someone tomorrow. But I think for a girl that's dating or that um, has been talking to your homeboy, let's call him Nate. I don't know. um, Someone that's dating Nate. I don't think she should continue to date him. No, or she at least shouldn't take him seriously. It's like, okay, this is a person I can hang out with if I want to, but he's not a real person. That's what I'm saying. He's not a real candidate. Let me retract that. Depending on what she wants, if she knows that she wants a boyfriend and he says, "Um, I don't want a girlfriend right now, but he does everything that a boyfriend does. So she should cut him off. She should cut him off. Fair. It it don't matter how much he's spoiling her. If she knows that she wants a boyfriend and he's like, I don't want a girlfriend right now, but he's whining and dining her and taking her out. She gonna get hurt in the end. Yeah, no, for sure. She should absolutely cut it off. But I will say, just being a human person. Mm-hmm. That's hard. Yeah, being a woman, if you... And people like us, we don't date a whole, whole lot. Like, it's few and far between that we actually meet someone we want to entertain. When you have a person that's kind of, like, feeding that or pouring into you in mm-hmm. that way, it's hard to be like, oh, well, fuck you. Even though you might know you, you might end up getting hurt. It's hard to kind of turn away that attention when you haven't had it in so long. It's hard, but you got to stay strong. Why are you about to sing a Negro spiritual? Because I always want to sing a song. I don't want you to. (laughs) So back to Lawrence, weirdo. Um, People aren't going to think you're serious when you talk to me like that. Oh, really? My sister's like, sometimes I don't know if you guys are serious or not. Listen, guys, never take us. Like, don't ever think that we're being like that serious with each other. No, we don't take ourselves or each other that seriously. (laughs) I don't even know what I just said that could have even been perceived as like... You call me a weirdo, but I don't care. Oh, don't you feel me a weirdo? Like, I don't... Yeah, yeah. Okay, back to Lawrence. But we're both weird, so it's fine. Anyway, um, so back to Lawrence. Yeah, like we said, I found the threesome thing to be very interesting. You liked it? What do you mean? <laughs> Bitch, what? What do you mean did I like it? Like, sexually did I like it? How did you like the scene? I thought that it was very interesting that they played into the fact that, like, a lot of black men are fetishized by non-black women. And he couldn't even hold and he couldn't even, the Yeah. Body. And it's like, I feel like sometimes guys have these, like, extreme, like, sexual fantasies. Mm-hmm. But it's like... They play so much value on shit and they can't even handle it when they get it. Well, see, that's what I was going to say. It's like you struggle to satisfy one woman. And when I say satisfy, I mean like you actually know that you satisfied her, that she had sex to completion. Mm -hmm. So I just feel like porn stars are employed for a reason. 
number one, those women are very good actors in terms of sex, not dialogue, but in terms of sex. Mm -hmm. And number two, those men can like go for a really long time. So I just feel like I thought that it was very comical because I feel like a lot of guys were like, oh, hell yeah, this is what Lawrence deserves. Mm -hmm. And then he couldn't even keep up. And I just thought that that was so entertaining the way they played that so out. It was so entertaining. And I feel like 90% of the Lawrence Hive, like, just, like, went, fell to the ground. Yeah, they went. I, I'm not watching this show no more. Yeah, they went as limp as he did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. But that's crazy, though. Question. Do girls really do that? No girls that I know do that. I'm sure there are girls out there who do that. And it's no Tino Shade if you just really out here trying to, you know, get your rocks off do you mm-hmm. I'm just not that person okay okay and I especially like I have not done a threesome but I always imagine that if I did do one I couldn't do one with my friend yeah that's weird yeah because it's like I can't look at you knowing that like they literally were were uh what's the phrase is it sexually fluid okay. they were very sexually okay, yeah, fluid because they just had no connection at all yeah like, all right, girl, you or is that sex positive too maybe sex positive Maybe I'm not as sex positive with myself. Like, I fully support anyone else doing what they want to do sexually. But just for me, I might be just a little bit of a prude in terms of, like, sex. Because that's just not something that... Like, when I saw that, I was like, you. I was like, people do this? Is this a thing that happens? Yeah. But I love that it was kind of like, oh, hell yeah, Lawrence. And it was like, nope. Hell no, nah, Lawrence. <laughs> um, in terms of Aparna, so Rave felt like Aparna was very thirsty because she mm-hmm. was just like, she basically invited herself to the dinner. And I did think that that was a very bold move. That was very bold. Because I would have just been just come. Right. I would have been like, okay, we can just get up another day and maybe that's a fault. Maybe we shouldn't do that. Maybe we should be more assertive. But um, who knows? But I do like that Aparna at the first Maybe not first, but the second sight at that red flag of him seeming to have trust issues and they were in the car Mm -hmm. and he brought up the guy they worked with. She was like, pull over. You can let me out because I'm not doing this. And I hope she doesn't come back next season to give him another chance. She very clearly was like, oh, I don't deal with this kind of bullshit. And I loved her decisiveness in that moment. And I wish that I had more of that. But I got that throughout all of her scenes. Like, as soon as she came, like, her very first scene, I thought, like, okay, she is a very decisive person. Yeah. She's a very strong character. And I like that about her. Like, she wasn't like Tasha, who was goofy. Yeah. Or like Issa, who's awkward. Yeah. She was very very self-assured. Yeah, self-assured. Yeah, I I like that they did finally bring in, like, a woman who was like, oh, I ain't with this bullshit. Like, I thought that was really dope of her. And I thought that that was... I think that he needed a woman like that. He needed to, to interact with someone in that manner. I think you watched the Black Love series. Yeah. Wasn't that something that they kind of addressed a little bit on that of like the importance of being a strong woman and like that's what it takes to secure like a great guy is like being strong. Yeah. In that way. Being decisive, knowing what you want. Right. And like not settling. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that we can all like take notes from at least a partner <laughs> um, in terms of dating. Um, I really liked that Derek, Tiffany's husband, called Lawrence to task mm-hmm. when he was just like, now hold up, the downfall of y'all's relationship is not all on Issa. I really liked that because I think a lot of people were thinking that as viewers, but it wasn't very like vocalized in the show. No one 
no one said to him like you was out here fucking up too yeah um I've always been team Issa though like everybody's like oh Issa ain't shit she fucked that man but I always in the back of my mind I always was like so well I didn't I I think that if you're not happy you just leave you don't cheat on a person I think that that's extremely selfish Mm -hmm. um I think that if a person isn't fulfilling you or if they're not playing their role whatever the cause may be you don't cheat I think that when you cheat you take away the other person's right to make a decision and I just feel like take a break be honest with that person but don't do that that's just so that's why I was just like oh well fuck her that was messed up not even enough sexy shit listen listen. it was very messed up but I still was like in the back of my mind like I'm still team Issa because I know Lauren's about to do some dumb shit like I didn't know what he was gonna do but I just felt like in my spirit like he a fuck boy see I didn't I didn't have the fuck boy foresight Mm -hmm. I did not I was just like oh poor Lawrence he was down on his luck and this, I feel like I have been Lawrence more than I've been Issa. I haven't even had a whole lot of opportunities to cheat on somebody because I rarely like more than one person at a time. And even when I think about like with my ex, when I started to even have eyes for someone else, I was like, yeah, we should probably not do this anymore. <laughs> like, it just, I don't know. Like, and I'm not a good enough liar to like consistently cheat on someone. Yeah. So that's why I was just kind of like, God damn it Issa god damn it but then um oh my god the dinner scene oh that was so painful for me to watch the argument outside for him to call her a hoe it's like now hold up she ain't no hoe she made a a bad decision but let's not erase everything she did for you up until this point yeah yeah that was very painful I was like oh <laughs> but I wanted her to like really come back at him I don't feel like she fully got the last word like I wanted her to like deliver like a like a, a blow but that's not easy it's not and I I think that I get very frustrated with um people who cannot defend themselves or who do not appropriately defend themselves it burns my biscuits just ever so slightly where the biscuits are still edible but it's like bitch you left these in too long it really fucks with me because I'm like no put that introverted I don't know how to stand up put that shit aside and stand up for yourself that fucks with me so much sometimes her awkwardness is difficult for me to even watch because it's like I just want to grab her by the ear and <laughs> figure it out like I oh like oh it's like it's so stressful for me that is hilarious but you love it I tolerate it okay I tolerate it because I like the show but Issa's awkwardness literally sometimes just like it takes me to a place <laughs> so I guess at this point we can roll over into our Issa segment uh yeah should we take a quick break we will take a quick break and then we will be back with some isla talk all right so the moment everyone has been waiting for Mm. isa 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 reed what's her last name on the show I don't know, but did, you know, like, hashtag Issa Reed, hashtag Issa Lit? Yeah. That, that that's not a, no one said Issa Lit. 
I just made that up. But okay. like, did that like that come sounded, from her name? No, that came from Twenty One Savage when they were asking him about his tattoo, and he said, "It's a knife." Oh, yeah, okay. that has nothing to do with Issa, but I want you to I've know. I've never listened to his album. I listened to a few songs, but I want you to know that when you just said it's a lit, you, <laughs> said, you sound like, like a, a middle aged. No, you sound like a middle aged BuzzFeed writer who's trying to be a cool mom. <laughs> like your name should be Karen. Karen Palouse. <laughs> <laughs> Don't drag our sponsors into this. Oh, we love Karen. Don't block our money. So, this season, we just saw Issa be hella self-destructive. She, no, I wouldn't say self-destructive. She was just exploring. Um, excuse me, are you completely overlooking the whole thing that she did when we got y'all? With ignoring the plight of the Latina students? That was a really shit thing. I still have not, I, I still have not figured that out. I still haven't figured out why she wasn't more... I guess proactive about that, why she didn't have an opinion of it, why Frida was more what was that? I think two things. I think one, Issa's character was going through so much that she just wanted something to make sense. Like she wanted to succeed in something. Okay. So if it was like, okay, we have students and the the principal of the school may be a shit person, at least we have something to report when we go back to our team meetings. So I think on one end, she wanted to, like, just have something go right in her life. And then from a creative or writing standpoint, I think they wanted to show, like, a a different side of it. I think they want to show, like, a non-Black person standing up for a race. Okay, I can respect that because I just kind of felt like her as a character especially because we saw her grappling with gentrification mm-hmm. in in her neighborhood i just really thought that her character would have more of an opinion and be more outspoken but we saw that after she came to terms yeah for sure for sure i think i think that you make a valid point that it's just she had too much going on personally and i know for executives that i've had conversations with um especially women who have said you can have everything, just not at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it's like where you may be doing really well professionally, your social life might be falling a little bit or vice versa. I think that that's what we kind of saw at play is she she wasn't juggling all these things in an effective way. Mm-hmm. But I was still, I don't know why I felt like this disappointment, but I think that that's also because I'm used to Black people on television having this obligation to be social justice warriors or something. I'm not sure. But that was so frustrating for me. It was just like, girl, like, say something. What the fuck? If you see something, say Say something. something. (laughs) And then I I did love seeing how the the white guy was openly upset that Frida got the Mm -hmm. promotion. I thought that was so funny because they do. I feel like white men do feel entitled to everything. Everything. Absolutely. Yeah, that was um, I thought that was really interesting. I need to say something. What? I'm sorry, but I think that she overreacted with the whole Daniel facial thing. I just did not think that was a huge deal. I I did not think that he did it on purpose. You thought what? I thought the same thing. And I was like, is it that bad? Yeah, like I thought that she was kind of just frustrated with wanting to be with Lawrence. And she I feel like she was projecting. I feel like she was just taking out 
her frustration on on Daniel or any person who mm-hmm. was there in any way that she could. It was like, girl, that that very clearly but was she an accident. Was also misleading, like you know, like she came over there ready, and it, it was like I don't know. I just feel like she she let him on a lot throughout season one well I don't know it's also kind of hard to to lead someone okay here's the thing in terms of a of a a facial I feel like maybe that's a conversation that people have and and full disclosure I've never done that I don't think that it's a big deal though like on the the kink scale I think that's pretty like moderate I'm serious (laughs) like I don't think that that's such a huge deal but I think that that might be a conversation that people have and I don't want to like get into a conversation about consent or whatever but I also don't think that that's something that is a huge she overreacted yeah like it's like for one thing just why didn't you just move or it like didn't he say he was coming so it's like I, I don't remember if he said anything or not but it just happened out of nowhere and she just she literally blew up it was like girl and then it was like molly was super pissed too so i was just like i don't think that okay this is majorly blown out of proportion yeah y'all tell us yeah let us know because i was very confused by that i was like oh is that something that she should really be upset about should i be upset about that like what's happening um i think that she also oh my god with the 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 latin guy that she went on the date with and she tried that to th- was so i couldn't watch it i could oh God. I stopped it. I stopped. But why did she invite him over? Because she just wanted to get her rocks off. She was really trying to she force. She to his house. That why? What is, difference does that make? That raggedy apartment. Oh, okay. You, you, you have a thing about decor. That's fair. But what was uncomfortable for me was watching her throw herself at someone who very obviously was not trying to go that route with mm-hmm. her. Oh, that was painful. That was so painful. But okay, so let me ask you this: Do you do you think he was not attracted to her, or do you think that he just really wanted to get to know her more? Like, I think that there was a little bit of both. I think that he didn't want to go that route because he was trying to get to know her, and I I think that it, it may be a rare occasion, but I. I, or maybe it more often not. I don't know how much, how well guys receive a woman being that aggressive. And she was aggressive, but not in a confident way. Mm-hmm. And I think that was a that's, turnoff that's too. A turnoff. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think that it was like her lack of like, in that outfit, it was like, is this, this is what you wear to seduce someone? That's how I said, like her awkwardness just sometimes just wears me down. Does she have a wedges? Oh, don't talk about them wedges. Wasn't there a cardigan involved? I can't remember. I just remember thinking, like, this is so, like, sixth grade. Sixth grade? Like, you was I, doing that in sixth no, grade? No, her outfit. What she oh. had on, like, everything about it. It was just like, girl, you look like 1999. Yeah, it was just, I feel like even if that is what you were trying to do, if you were just like, you know what, this is a short thing. This is what I want to do this is how you execute it it was real that was painful to watch you you see the difference between like her and molly you saw how molly was getting dressed for her dip to come over and how she answered the door yeah Issa just don't know what to do she wasn't ready and but i feel like on some level it's self-sabotage because she does not actually want to live out this whole life she just really doesn't she's exploring well she's 
fucking failing at exploring. Like, it's bad. Even the thing with the Wolf James scene. Oh, that was so hard to watch. Awkward black girl. And I understand that's a part of the brand. I understand it's a part of the character, but it doesn't mean that it's going to be any easier to watch. I was really taken aback. Like, oh, I think the writers no. have done their job because yeah. you, are so, you are so disgusted. No, I'm very invested in how much <laughs> I don't want her to be this awkward as a person. Yeah. Um, so that, I, I can't stop thinking about that. And then the neighbor. He wasn't even cute. Dude, I thought that it was a joke. Like, who chose that guy? Yeah. And then when he was like, yeah, I'm going to be sad to see you go. I used to use your Wi-Fi. I was like, what? Girl, I'm glad she's leaving. But he was so, like, janky. But even he had, like, a consistent girl, though. And it just goes to show you, I strongly believe a dude can throw a rock in a crowd and hit a good girl by mistake. We can scour the earth and still come up with Flavor Flav and Stevie J. I shit you not. And it's like, and I really loved the fact, too, that he was just like, yeah, Blake Lively doing her thing. It was just like, is she? Like, I loved seeing, like, a little bit of, like, the the obsession with certain shows, like, yeah. within this show. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. I do, too. This show is great. It's so great. Okay, what about Issa and her, her failures throughout this season? The Wedges. Um, but go ahead. Yes, The Wedges. Oh, God. I think, um, well, let's talk about something positive. I like her hair. Oh, of course. I really, whoever the hairstylist is on set does a really great job with her her natural Oh, of course. She does. So It's so versatile. She does a lot with her yeah. hair, which I appreciate because she's natural and short. And mm-hmm. I feel like you can automatically think that like, okay, limitations are, are prevalent here, mm-hmm. but they do a lot they with do it. do a lot with it. I like it. And she has fucking great skin. Mm-hmm. She whiz. Great skin and great teeth. Yeah, I have to say, somebody said on social media that Daniel and Issa can't be together because their kids would just have too many teeth. It's like, it's too many teeth in one relationship. What do you think about Daniel? I think that Daniel is attractive. I am so jealous that she has a very attractive guy who is super here for her. And it makes me very jealous because she does not even give him nearly what he deserves and i'm just like bitch i would kill (laughs) i think he is extremely attractive as well however comma the real question is okay is he gay in real life what does that have to do with anything i'm just saying i've seen him in person i've gone through pictures same thing with kofi I don't give a fuck. That doesn't stop them from being fine. And that doesn't change how I view the character. It He's playing a character. It doesn't stop from being fine. But still, it's just like, are you really, are you for us or not? Nah? Here's my question. What the fuck does that have to do with the show? Nothing, but I'm just Okay, so go back it. to the show. You are so annoying. Y'all tell me if he gay. Oh. You fine, though. I don't like you. Okay. Sorry. That was annoying. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I wish, I actually wish that Daniel would stop giving her chances. No, I kind of like that he's still like, 
okay, girl, you can stay in my house. See, this is sexist because if it was the reverse, you'd be like, uh-uh, girl, don't let that nigga back in. Okay, you have a point. Yes, you do. <laughs> but I like I like to see a man chasing a woman on TV. Like I don't okay. see that a lot. You're right. You're right. Um, or not chasing, but you know, like, yeah. No, that's fair. Astute. Astute observation. I don't like her brother. Issa's brother is a real asshole. I, I think I like him. You would. You would because that's like the him. kind of person you are. <laughs> I just felt like she's down on her luck right now. She's having a really hard time albeit by her own doing mm-hmm. all of this was b- because of her own fuck-ups but it's just like she doesn't have anyone else to turn to why are you giving her such a hard time that was so upsetting for me i think that's just his character i don't i, I wouldn't do that i'm not that type of person but I, I thought it was funny i literally was like this guy is hilarious I thought that he was a shitty brother. No, I thought it was funny. He said, you got 10 minutes. I wish the fuck, girl. I, I, ooh. But I don't think she like, she's looking at him like, oh, you're so mean. She's just like, oh, that's my little brother. Like, shut up. No, that's how her character, me as a viewer, I was just like, he's a shitty ass brother. Like, that's messed up. I, I didn't like it. You didn't like it? No, I just wanted her to have, like, somebody to, like, really be in her corner. That was so Why messed don't you up. write in your own character and send it to her so you can be her friend in her back pocket? Are you done? No. I'm going to hit you. <laughs> I'm going to hit you right now. I'm about to tweet Issa right now. Girl, I got a new character for you. Go <laughs> to hell. real best friend. Go to hell. <laughs> Malibu, you're being kind of a bitch right now. <laughs> I love the use of Malibu as like, no, seriously. I really like that. That made me really happy. Malibu? <laughs> it's like how the Kardashians used to be like Bible. Like Seriously. Like, did you say Bible growing up? Because I, I didn't say Bible. Bible. It was just like swear. Yeah, you'd be like Bible. Yeah, yeah, you'd be like, swear to God. Swear to God. Right. What, what is Bible? I was gonna say with the F, but Yeah, I did not grow up with that phrasing. <laughs> do you think Issa's gonna get fired next season I thought she was gonna get fired this season I did too and I thought it was gonna be like damn she don't have to move out but I don't I don't think so no because that is such a huge component of the show or at least it was with um awkward black girl the YouTube series okay so no I don't think she's gonna get fired okay if anything I she may leave and go somewhere else but i don't think it's gonna be like oh like like that's the last straw if you've ever been fired or let go from a job like that is the worst thing ever like oh it's horrible that trumps a breakup oh yeah so i, I just don't want to see Issa go through anymore i can't I don't either like she has really been through the ringer this season but again i feel like it's all been of her own doing yeah wait what okay I'll, we're not there yet no i want to know because you said we're going to talk about um the season finale oh i was about to say so season finale <laughs> <laughs> so okay jumping all the way to the end i was so happy when she walked in and lawrence was there <gasps> and then at the end when he got down on one knee no that was a setup I am not okay with that. Oh my, I was literally, so I watched it this morning while I was doing my hair for work. And then I stopped everything. It was like 8.20. I'm like, I have to leave the house right now. And I was like, nope. 
He got on that knee, then that wetter, and that beautiful baby, and then back to reality. But that's the thing. I knew that it was like her imagination because this isn't the series finale. They wouldn't wrap up. Well, I knew this it was that when I saw the wedding. But right. when he got down on one knee, I was like, wait, is this happening? I there was a moment of hope for me, mm-hmm. but then I was like, nope. That was so upsetting. Don't set us up like that. She set us up. Let me say this. The conclusion of that conversation, I think, is indicative of the fact that sometimes shit is just over. You can have so much love for a person and they can have so much love for you. And y'all can mutually be apologetic for the roles that you played in the downfall of the relationship. But sometimes shit is just over. I don't think it's over. I like the scene. Even if it's not over, I liked the slight bit of... Mm -hmm. The doors finality is that mm-hmm. a word like to that scene where it was just like all right see you you know what I mean mm-hmm. I like that because no I liked it too I mean I like the I like that she put it there but I didn't personally I was just like no I want them together but I liked seeing it on the screen I get exactly what you're saying yeah I think that sometimes you say things and you do things that can't really be taken back and I can forgive you but. I'm done with this. Yeah, like, like it's not always going to be a perfect ending. It's not, not really or it's not going to be the ending that you want. Like I can say that like I had a relationship like that where I just was completely done and the person came back and saw the error in their ways and apologized for everything. But I was so far gone mm-hmm. out of the relationship and done with him that there was no amount of apology. It was just like, I don't want you anymore and I don't want this anymore. I have moved on. Yeah. And I think that... I think that kind of feels really good to be able to walk away from a relationship knowing that you don't want anything else from it. And mm-hmm. I can say that at age 30, there's not a single person who I have ever been with that I hope will come back around. Like I'm completely good mm-hmm. on everyone. And I liked seeing that, even though I do hope that Issa and Lawrence eventually work it out. I like seeing the the truthfulness of that. Yeah. I'm interested to see how it works out next season. I have a very serious question. Where the fuck was Tiffany? Because she told her husband that she was watching Due North with the girls. She told the girls that she was watching Due North with the husband. She wasn't with either of them. Where was she? Girl, astute observation. Guys, let us know what your theories are because... I was like, something here, something here is sketch. And she made a point to text the girls, too, because they was like, look at her trying to, like, keep up. And I'm like, uh-uh, where are we going with this storyline? I missed that. I missed that. I could be wrong, but that was what I figured. That was what I saw. Yeah. And I was just like. Because their marriage is kind of effed up rocky, in a way. Yep. And they don't really talk about it. So she could be on some effed up shit. And I don't, we don't know. We'll see. I Oh. I'm excited. Now, that is a storyline that I'm looking forward to seeing next season. Due North needs to be put into production ASAP. Okay, so here's the thing with Due North. It's never going to be put into uh, production because every, what do we call these people? Activists, every pro-black, they're going to shut that shit down. It's a satire. I know it's a satire, but you know they're gonna shut it down that shit was so funny when the dude said i hate slavery it's like obviously that was it was so funny it was hilarious but why is her name nitty 
It's always in Gone with the Wind. What was the girl's name? I don't know. I think that was one of the. Oh, that's gonna bother I me. It was something like that. Out loud every time they called her. <laughs> <laughs> but what did he say? He was like, "I let her trim the bush, but you something." Oh, was so funny when he told hilarious. that child. But isn't that the same series or faux show on Dear? Uh, no, people? no, it's not. That show was. Um, a satire of scandal. This show was supposed to... But isn't to... Regina King in it? No, you just made that up. No. And that's no, no, Regina no. Hall. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Regina Hall. No, they're not the same. I literally read an article about it today where they were saying that they appreciate being in the company of another great show and seeing that other Black shows do things like that. It's not the same thing. Regina Hall is portrays a slave in a satire in another show. I've seen okay, it. but it's not Dear White People. That what show... I don't know. Are you thinking about Scary Movie? <laughs> no. But the, the the parody show that's in Dear White People is, is reminiscent of Scandal. Okay. So that's why it's funny Wait, that they got... Huh? No. Who's in it? Dude, Google. I'm telling you, it's another one with Regina Hall. I'm just like, yo, this shit's crazy. Okay, but it's not this one. <laughs> no, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with Dear white people, I'm, just, I'm tripping because I don't know the answer. But anyway, okay, we'll have to funny. Google at a later time. But I love that they have um, what's his name, Scott Foley. Like his little southern accent, it's just, man, all of it is so funny. And they were even talking about in the article that I read today. I think it was on Vulture where they were like, one of the guys was like, "Damn, let slave read or something like that." It's just so funny. <laughs> Um, but, uh, Kelly, what's Kelly's real name? Damn it. Oh. She wrote that. She did? Yeah. She's brilliant. No, I love her. I love her. Well, I discovered her on the characters. Yeah, we both, there's a show on Netflix called The Characters where each episode features a comedian doing like an hour of different sketches. And that's where we were put on to, um, Kelly, who I'm so sad that I cannot remember her name right now. She's amazing, and I really like her. And I love that in the show, she talked about getting her period because I feel like people keep trying to normalize periods, but they make it this very preachy way. And this was a very, like, normal... Nah, I just got my period while I was wearing white. Her name is Natasha. I thought it was Natasha, but I didn't want to be wrong. (laughs) (laughs) You sound like a character. I know. I hate slavery. I hate slavery. Let the slavery. Damn, let her read. That's uh, so but you didn't you never watched underground right i didn't and that's what they were saying it was supposed to be a spoof of both underground and empire it's supposed to be a combination of underground and empire oh my god when she poured that stuff in that drink i was like okay game of thrones come through sis <laughs> that shit was funny that's hilarious that's i really like that. that yeah i i really like that so all in all what are your thoughts on the season I loved it. I have been a fan of Issa's for a really long time. I like all of her web series. Do you watch any of them? I have not ever gotten into the web series. You should get into them because she is not just um, awkward black girl. So she has a few more under her production company. Mm-hmm. Um, like first, it's a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. But they're really good. They're cute. They're feel good. And it's like, oh, you know, like black content. So I'm always going to stand for Issa. I liked it. Yeah, and I love that she's employing so many other um, people of color. Yeah. Can we talk about the music also before we wrap up? 
the vibe yeah. created by the music. It's so good. It's so good. Robbie Sadiq and Solange are musical geniuses. Yeah, because they like really capture the mood with songs that you wouldn't have even thought to put mm-hmm. in that that moment i'm just uh i love everything about it it's, it's a, such a vibe yes it's a vibe that's how you use it's a it's a yeah it's a lick no all right i'm gonna go no it's a vibe it's a good i hate you because you're doing this on purpose now you're trying to fuck with it's me a no listen <laughs> i'm gonna hit you <laughs> auntie it's a ouch what you said you're not all right you've gone way too far with this whole thing so guys um we love insecure we love Issa Rae we love the cast we love what they're doing we can't wait to see the next season write us in let us know your thoughts ncbpodcast at gmail.com and you can reach me on instagram and facebook at not carrie bradshaw and you can reach me um i am nikki lauren although i changed my twitter name to Nick St. Laurent, but I think I'm going to change it back. Why did you change it to Nick St. Laurent? I thought it was cute. Okay. I don't know if I like it now, but okay. Um, just Nikki Lauren 88 for right now. On Twitter and Insta? On Insta and Facebook. I am Nick St. Laurent on Twitter, but I may be changing it back. Okay, Diddy. <laughs> You're having a moment. It's fine. Speaking of Diddy, I will say that they put Don Richard on my um, radar for sure. We got to talk about Tiana Taylor next week, okay? Ooh, okay. So thank you guys for listening. Again, we want to hear from you. Make sure that you subscribe and comment. And thanks for checking back in with us this week. TTYL. Bye.